Good evening. Uh, as always, I uh, want to welcome you this evening, or tomorrow, or whenever you are watching or listening to this. I want to just thank you for taking time out of your schedule to watch or listen. Uh, it's Monday, and so uh, back at it today. And uh, back in the book of First Kings, I hope that you were able to enjoy the pretty weather uh, today. I saw people working in the uh, working outside today and doing many other things. Uh, please know that I am praying for each and every one of you. Uh, as I see your names come up in the comment sections, I always try to go through each night and pray. Uh, I know some of you have been taking parents to doctor visits and things like that. And so uh, have had your own health troubles. And so I am uh, praying for you. But tonight we come to one of the most interesting stories of Solomon's life. Uh, something that Solomon is known for. Um, something that he's famous for. And that's his wisdom. And when you think about your life, and I have to think back about mine, I would not ever be able to describe myself as a, uh, a wise person sometimes. I can make decisions that I know aren't what's right. I can make decisions that I know aren't what is best. And so wisdom is something that all of us need. Uh, wisdom is something that all of us should want as believers. And so in 1 Kings chapter 3, um, we get to see how Solomon gets his wisdom. But I want you to notice something tonight, that God grants Solomon this request. But it wasn't because Solomon was perfect. And it wasn't because Solomon had it all figured out. So tonight I want you to know that you might say, well, Jake, I would love wisdom, but man, I've just, I've really made a mess of things. Or man, I love wisdom, but boy, I sure haven't lived that way. Look what it says in verse one. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, by marrying Pharaoh's daughter. Sarah, Solomon brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace, the Lord's temple, and the wall surrounding Jerusalem. So in the beginning of this story about the wisest man to ever live, he marries someone not based on love and not based on what honored God, but he married a pagan. Well, the Bible tells us clearly that we are not to marry those of different faiths, not to marry those who don't have the same beliefs that we do about who God is. But yet Solomon does that. It goes on in verse two, it says, however, the people were sacrificing on the high places because until that time, a temple of the Lord's name had not been built. Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the statutes of his father, David, but he also sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. So not only did Solomon marry someone that was not a biblical person to marry, He's also not worshiping like God wanted him to. God wanted them to worship at the tabernacle. 
Uh, the temple was not built at this time. But yet Solomon was worshiping other places and other ways. So Solomon's walk personally wasn't exactly where it should be. Now it says that he loved the Lord, but there were still things in his life that shouldn't be there. And so tonight I want you to hear that, that tonight if you genuinely want the Lord to be involved in your life, even though you're not perfect, he will be. If tonight you want the Lord to be involved in your marriage, but yet you can look back at your marriage and see things that weren't right, weren't done the right way, the Lord will be involved. Because in verse four, it says, the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place. He offered a thousand burnt offering on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask, what should I give to you? I want you to think about this for just a moment because even though Solomon went to this place to worship, it was God who found Solomon. And the Bible teaches us that God first loved us. God is the one who wanted a relationship with you and I. God is the one, as Jeremiah says, who has a purpose and a plan for your life. It is God who is the one who sent his son, his only begotten son, to die upon the cross for your sins and mine. And so tonight when we begin to think, well, if I just had the faith of Solomon, or if I just had the wisdom of Solomon, or I just had the courage of Elijah, or I just had the boldness of Peter, man, I could do great things for God. But yet the Bible is showing us here that God will do great things in your life if you'll just let him not because of who you are. The Bible, the, Bible, <clears throat> the Bible talks about spiritual gifts. And the Bible says those are grace gifts. They are grace that God gives you, not because of who you are, but because of who he is. And so tonight, I really want you to know that whatever you're facing and whatever you're going through and whatever obstacles you find yourself in, you are not the answer to that problem. You are not the answer to that situation. God is the answer. Tonight you might be saying, Jack, I don't have any problems. I don't have any difficulties. I, I'm in a place of extreme blessing right now. Well, it is because God has been the blesser. It's because God has been good to you. And so on nights where you feel like you're so discouraged because of your failures or because you've gotten prideful because of your success, Remember, it is the Lord who is the answer. It's the Lord who is the hope. And so we see here that God appears to him in a dream and says, what is it that you would like? Now, I think most of us, if that had happened in our life, we've all got a list of things that we like. Maybe health or wealth or um, maybe prosperity for our children or maybe more time on this earth, whatever it may be. But what does Solomon say? You see, it's a question that is absolutely vital to the rest of Solomon's life. But I'm not going to answer that tonight. 
We'll look at that tomorrow night, Lord willing. But what I want you to hear tonight is that there is an important question that God is asking of you tonight. Even more important than what would you like? And that is the question of, are you truly born again? You see, I ask people all the time, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? And almost everybody says yes. But what I have realized is, is this. Most people love a version of Jesus that they have created for themselves. But the Jesus of the scriptures, who tells us that he died for us, who wants to save us, but yet will correct us, will um, lead us and guide us, they're not always so keen on knowing that Jesus. But the correct question tonight that matters more than anything is, do you truly have a relationship with the Lord? Tonight, do you really love him as your personal savior? Because one of these days, life will end on this earth as we know it. and We will all stand before the Lord. The Bible says it is appointed to man to die and then the judgment. And each and every one of us will have to stand before the Lord and give an account. Friends, there's nothing good that we can do to earn God's love. But the question will always be, what did you decide about Jesus? Were you willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, repent of your sins, and trust him as your Lord and Savior? Or did you say, no, I will reject him and his gift of salvation? And so tonight, Solomon's question from God was important, but you've been asked one as well. And so tomorrow night, I look forward to jumping in to Solomon's answer and how you and I can have wisdom, have God's blessing in our life. As always, I'm praying for you. And if I can help you in any way, send me a message, send me a text, call, and know that you are loved and prayed for. God bless you.